What's going on everyone? Welcome to the place where you can find the latest NFT trends and the most reliable NFT content for entrepreneurs and investors. This is your favorite new friend, Kango Lin. This week, we hopped on a call with the board ape number 9773, Cyrus. Cyrus is the founder at ShopX. And uh, today, I interviewed this crypto OG, this NFT OG, about NFTs and how he is using NFT to transform the e-commerce industry. And uh, let's tune in and find out. And he's also giving, he's also revealing his giveaway today in our podcast. I am really excited. It's a long one, but it's a juicy, very juicy one. Hey, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, doing? dude? How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing great, dude. Hey, thanks you for uh, okay, right? Yeah, everything's good. Thanks for being a little patient. Uh, just uh, you know, stacking dude, sats. Yo, stacking sats. We, we got to talk about that later. We got to talk about that later. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, let's start this, man. Welcome to the show, Cyrus. Welcome to about the JPEG. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me, dude. It's good seeing you, you, man. And like the little halo. Yeah, because you know, today I was, I was, uh, I'm in Capital Factory, and I just figured this whole place just fits this uh, little light thing uh, above my head but are you in miami right now yeah i i'm in i'm in miami uh, at the cyrus hq cyrus <laughs> hq at this this view is pretty killer on the right side of your uh, your 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 view it's pretty 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 good man oh yeah thanks dude uh i i'm blessed to have a really nice uh, nice view of miami downtown the stadium so it's pretty cool yeah so cyrus last time we met uh we were still in austin and uh, you invited me to a dinner with your friends it was super cool and uh you know you mentioned about something uh you mentioned a lot about um you know the the current state of nft crypto i know you have been a long term um uh, you've been a, you've been a you've been a person in the, in the crypto space for a while now um, and you mentioned, you certainly mentioned some really incredible stuff with NFTs and e-commerce. So starting off, why don't you give us a little intro on, you know, how you get into crypto, you know, what was your previous history? What did you do before crypto and all that? Oh yeah, for sure. All, all the boring stuff. <laughs> no, it's not boring just because for the people. audience out there, right. For, for us, we're. We're just thinking, who is this guy? How does Cyrus, how does Cyrus create a shop hacks, right? Because we yeah. got to get the shop hacks. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Actually, I'm Batman. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, <laughs> I, uh, all right. All right. So uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm born in the States, originally from Princeton, Jersey, um, played hockey growing up. Uh, so I'm a hockey player for all y'all out there. Um, and then uh, I moved uh, to Cali for uh, undergrad and grad. I went to UCI. Uh, one of my boys got into Bitcoin in 2014. He sent me this Coinbase link and he had a, he had a website called 2013? 2014, 2014. 2014. Yeah. That's early. So he, yeah. Yeah. He, he had, he had this website called Coincrack 
um and it would like resell like tweets and stuff like that but using crypto as like the form of payment so he's like dude you got to get into this bitcoin thing i was like yeah sure whatever so i, I looked into it i just i got one just how much was like, that oh, it's, it's kind of cool it was just under a thousand bucks uh through oh, coinbase yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah just just a btc though like no no, no big deal no 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 Sir, so far like, you're crazy. you're still ran ranking the number two earliest got into Got into Bitcoin on the podcast, man. <laughs> all right, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, but I'll, you know what? You know, number being, you know, that's not a competition, but I'll definitely be number one in getting into NFTs because you know I pioneered NFTs. I was like one of the first people ever to mint an NFT. I, I, I remember know. you mentioned that you were you were in NFT before NFT was a term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> that's a fun story. We'll get into a little later. But yeah, I'll give a shout out to my boy Kyle Chasse. Um, I met him a few times. He's uh, you know running uh, Master Ventures and Cade. He, he got into Bitcoin quite early too. When I talked, he was like one of the earliest people. And then also Mike Riley, who's uh, who's one of our Web three lead engineers. Uh, he, he was super early. He was selling Bitcoin at a dollar, thinking he's like, oh my god, this thing got to a dollar. I gotta sell. Like. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. That, that's gonna rank number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Well, it's important that you you surround yourself with like you know really good people who really understand what they're doing. Got into like this technology early on because like you know for for the newer people that are getting into this space, like you know it's really important who you learn your information from. Um, you know, like there's a lot of good information out there in crypto Twitter and YouTube, but there's also a lot of noise, right? And, you know, it's really, what is the intention behind why somebody's in crypto or blockchain? You know, that's the, that's the key. And while everybody likes going to the moon and I like my moonshot, don't get me wrong, like everybody else, but you know, it, blockchain is rooted in freedom. There is a prophecy that we have to fulfill. There's something, a movement that Satoshi created where it's about getting our freedom back as humanity and, and not being sucked into corporatism or greed um, or debt, for instance. So <clears throat> there's there's a lot we, we could talk about. But hey, let me let me finish your original question, dude. And I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this up really quick in like 30 seconds. So um, I, uh, I used to work uh, in a uh, tier two brokerage firm selling CDOs and mortgage-backed securities on the secondary market. So I got to get, I got to see how the collapse of our first or in my first recession back in 2007, 2008, I got to see how that happened firsthand. Um, I went back to college. I had dropped out of college because I was making too much money when I was like 18 wow. or 19. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> but I went back to school. Uh, I, I went to the University of California, Irvine. Uh, I went there for economics and informatics degree. Um, nice. And, I, lived uh, in, I lived in Bunna Park for a while. Oh yeah, so OC dude, yeah, OC is a great place. Um, really, OC. really like that area. Yeah, so I went back to school and um, and then I got a job at Deloitte Consulting and I pivoted my career into tech because I mean I always I, I was the type of kid that would like build my own computers as 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 a as a kid. And you're one um, of those I geniuses. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's it's not necessarily like that. I view myself as a genius. Hey, maybe I am. Well, probably. I, I think know. you but, are. I think you are. <laughs> thanks. But you know what? I really do look at myself as like, I'm, I'm insatiable with my curiosity. I, I'm just so curious and I like to learn. And I just like, I just want to try and uh, take whatever I learn and apply it, right? Applied learning. Um, so that, that's one of like the things that, you know, I, I find myself to constantly be in those patterns of learning, curiosity, what's happening, what's going on. And then from there, it's like sharing it too, right? Like you want to be able to share it. But anyway, like back to wrapping up my story. 
uh, work, uh, you know, self, self-taught myself uh, how to code. So, you know, learned a little bit of coding, build computers, played a lot of CS 1.6 for, for all you all out there that shows my age. Um, Counter-Strike 1.6, you know, before like, you know, all these first person shooters way before Call of Duty or anything like that. Um, so then, uh, you know, I worked at Deloitte Consulting doing e-commerce and digital marketing implementations for enterprises. And that's where I learned a lot about e-commerce. Um, and then in 2014, 15, I quit Deloitte, started, you know, building a couple startups and 2016 got introduced into blockchain technologies while I was getting my MBA at UCI actually. And then, um, you know, actually I got introduced to Ethereum because I, I had Bitcoin already. And Ethereum was, I just went down the rabbit hole, man. I was like, wow, this is, this is more than just the financial currency. This is technology, right? You and build stuff pro- now. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing I was most excited about because I, I, I like building shit. Um, I'm a builder. And then 2017, minted my first NFT on the Robston testnet. Uh, 2017 was when I started building the first POC for uh, ShopX, and then you know 2018, 2019. Wait, what? You started in 2017. ShopX started in 2017, dude. Yeah, dude. Talk, what, dude, you gotta <laughs> you gotta get us the ShopX because that's what, right. that's what really shocked me when you. Re- this is one of the couple of very weird use cases, true use cases that I see people are deploying NFT to today, right? I mean, there's tons of stuff that we can use NFTs for, but I don't see enough use cases. They're just so, when I hear about, when I hear about ShopPass, I was like, wow, that makes total sense, right? You explain yeah, it over yeah, at yeah. dinner table, but would love to have you explain to the audience today. All right. So there, there are two different types of NFTs um, and, and I'll explain exactly how both of them work really, in my opinion. So the first NFT, which is a little bit more uh, on, on the lower hanging fruit, uh, is what I started in 2016 with an idea in 2017, uh, which is uh, serialization, like creating a, a category or catalog of all the goods in the world as, a, as represented on the blockchain as an NFT. And you know, you're like, well, why, why would I care about that? Well, I mean, there's brand protection, IP protection, there's search and distribution, there is um, you know, ability to trace and yep. track things like through like supply chain and everything like that. So the first version of ShopX, <clears throat> or at least like in my mind, that as I was building, it was called Split back in the day. Um, all right, let me let me tell you the story. So um, you know, I bought Bitcoin in 2014, but didn't read the white paper until 2017. When I read the white paper in 2017, I the, the greatest the greatest innovation that I thought that came out of Bitcoin that could be applied to numerous things in our society was the ability to remove middlemen, right, a third party like the bank, but it was to prevent the double spend problem, meaning like I cannot take one Bitcoin and send it to two people. And living in a digital age where, you know, I grew up in the 90s and we, we didn't really have, I mean, we had computers, but it wasn't as like, you know, profound as they are today but like yeah like it's so easy to copy and paste everything so i was like wow the ability to create a digital asset or digital good that cannot be duplicated or replicated it like blew my mind i was like dude that that's one of the greatest innovations that came out of bitcoin with blockchain technology and while i was working at deloitte one of the biggest issues that some of these brands would run into is 
you know, they would have one item for sale and they would want to sell it throughout like 20 different distribution channels, right? So back in the day, you had like retail, like brick and mortar. And then you had the dot-com boom and then you had your own dot-com. Still like two channels, omni-channel, right? Sell on my website, sell on my, um, sell on my brick and mortar store. But like 2005, you had affiliate marketing through like Commission Junction, Share, Sell. You know, eBay became popular. They had their own like source for big brands now. Then there was Amazon. Then there was influencer marketing and it feel like drop shipping. All of a sudden you had 20, 30 different places your items could be sold. And they all had different systems. They all had different databases. They all had different architectures. So like these, these companies would sell through these multiple channels to maximize their chances of finding a customer. But the issue was they want to reconcile all of that transactional data until the transaction happened they quite the customer had paid it got put in a queue to go back into their order management system the queue would go through until that order came up and there might be like five ten thousands of transactions that were done on that item that only had inventory one and it sold so i will call that the double sell problem in e-commerce sell problem and I was like, bro, if Bitcoin could solve the double spend problem, then, you know, I could solve the double sell problem in e-commerce. And the idea of an NFT came up. I was like, hey, if I could tokenize each specific item, UPC or SKU as their own unique asset on, on chain, if that item sold, and you can even have like multiple variations of the same item, right? So, you know, like I was even thinking about Element 55s before, I think it was, uh, fuck, what was that company called? Sorry, you could, excuse my language. Uh, oh, engine. engine. En yeah, Engine was, it was it was a cool thing. Like I got into a bunch of ICOs and IGOs in 2016, 2017, but Engine was one of them. They're a really cool company. Uh, they innovated the ML55. And then Diter, who's at Flow now in Top Shot, in 2018, a year after I minted my first NFT, he had an EIP for the seven, uh, 721s that got through and that's how you got wow. a year 721. So you, yeah, your 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 NFT is basically an object. In it's getting a little technical here, but it's basically you put an object on the blockchain. Yeah, yeah, that, that's how we that's how we designed it in 2017. It, it, this is oh a fun story because there was no 721 standard or yeah, there's no standard. <laughs> right. So like I had to create my own standard. So the first one I was like, hey. If I need to create a unique asset on chain, and back then the ERC-20 was, was, was a thing, I was like, well, what if we just created an ERC-20 token with a supply of one, but then tied to one physical item, right? So that, that was the first time, that was the first thing we yeah. did. But then um, working with uh, one of my partners uh, back then, um, his name was Josh, he, he and I were like, he's like, no, we, could, we can make our own standard by creating a, and, and, and like a, a unique uh, token um, we didn't call it an NFT back then. We just called it a unique token, and right. that unique that unique token was like because the way the way we were thinking about it was unique IDs, UIDs, and UIDs right. are they're they're not like necessarily an uncommon term. But the problem with UIDs is they could be duplicated, right, in in traditional Web two systems. But this unique token idea that we had in 2017 couldn't be duplicated, right? So here's the coolest thing: now you have one or multiple of these unique I, unique tokens or nfts that are living on one on this database and if multiple marketplaces or brands or websites connect into the same database we could synchronize all of the database and all of the inventory across multiple websites in real time so we're building this global inventory of goods for sale all in real time 
And then guess what? You can encode transactional data into the NFT. So like if the NFT gets sold by one person, then you have all of the inf like the uh, transactional data that you could pay affiliates, you could pay finders fees, you could pay affiliate fees, you could pay everything on chain in real time. You have this precise and perfect oh, that's attribution right. system. You're talking about royalty. Royalty. Similar, similar to... Yeah, dude, we were building this royalty system on on chain on on Ethereum back that's in 2017. Crazy. Yeah, so that that's how the whole thing got started. So that's one type of NFT, right? It, it, an NFT to represent something on chain, it's something unique, right? That's right. Now the second the second type of NFT is is something a little bit more involved than that. Um, so these NFTs are like they're I mean they could be tradable, but they, they, their inherent value is tied to the physical product. Right. Like, like, like this water bottle, for instance, um, by the way, I got some ShopX stickers. So next time you see me, uh, Oh, dude, I'll, I need I'll to get some, I need to get some, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hook it up. Yeah. Just remind me, but yeah, like I could tokenize this product on chain and it could have a lot of great use cases for distribution from like a business or supply chain or B2B, but as a consumer, like, yeah, like, okay, cool. I have this NFT. It's, it's kind of like a proof of receipt or proof of authenticity, you know, depending on what type of bot item you're buying that you can prove you bought it. There's value in that. But, you know, again, it's just a little low-hanging fruit. It, it's more about bringing efficiencies into our distribution models right. for, for commerce. The second type of NFT is my favorite. The, 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 this is where it gets really crazy. And this is what we innovated about a couple of years Blow ago. Blow my mind. Blow our area. mind right now, dude. All right. So the next type of NFT really revolves around membership and loyalty. Um, so it's like, so it, it's really redefining the economics of how e-commerce works. And, and so like right now, most e-commerce is set by the parameters and KPIs that wall street has imposed on them. We need to see more daily active users. We need to see lower customer acquisition costs, higher LTV. You know, we need to see more, more, right. more, 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 more sales. And at some point, that 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 bubble is gonna burst like our whole wall street model set up today with the stock market is a bubble it's the biggest bubble it's bigger than any bubble of bitcoin has ever seen it's bigger than any real estate bubble we've ever seen because at some point every person in the world's gonna have an iphone then what the fuck are you selling them next right it's like you're gonna sell people two iphones then it, it, like the model <laughs> at some point at some point, it's going to end, right? Everybody in the world is going to have the product. So, like, then, then, then what, right? The whole, the whole idea of selling more and maximizing shareholder profit, it, it, it was there. It, there's a, oh, there's a issue. To. There's an issue in this in this model, and I don't hate capitalism. Capitalism brought a lot of innovation and a lot of ways for people to be able to, you know put out their creativity and innovation and get rewarded for it. And I do want people to get rewarded for their innovation. So it's not about that, but it's like, wait a second, there's more to life. There's, there's a more to life than just maximizing profits or, or getting more and more and more. I mean, it's one of the deadly sins. It's like, you know, um, you know, uh, what was one of the deadly sins? The, Indulgence um, or something, huh? Something uh, like you basically let yourself do whatever you want, right? Do too yeah, much. Indul do too indulging much. too much. Yeah, it's it's the um, it's like for uh, oh my god, when you're eating, uh, you eat too much. Uh, there was a word for it. Deadly um, sin. I think this. What are the seven daily? 
Delia's sins. Yeah, there, well, there was I like something to about things like, up. All right, all right, I'm gonna switch it to. Is it greed, lust, in? Well, greed is there? one. Gl- oh, uh, gluttony. Gluttony. Yeah, gluttony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, when you eat too much gluttony, you just you start to explode. That's the bubble I'm talking about, and that's what these corporations are doing. They're eating too much, and that's unhealthy, right? That 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 is part of greed, but it's like the, like I could. If, if, if corporations are some, like, you know, sometimes like compared to humans or like a person, right? Actually, that's the law sees a corporation as a person, right? Yeah. They could also be gluttonous and eat too much. And oh, when you eat too much, you're going to vomit. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, with that, I feel like this new concept of conscious capitalism, right? Like, what about what you're doing for other people, your community? What are you doing for the earth, for the planet? And all this kind of stuff, right? So there's other KPIs we can encode into a conscious capitalistic society, moving away from the stock market, which is all predicated on more, more sales, more, more greed, 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 greed. So with that, there is this NFT. Think of it this way: I'm a brand. I make water bottles, right? I sell. Let's say I'm gonna say, hey, I'm gonna sell like you know, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, a million NFTs. It doesn't matter, right? You just come up with a number. That's the that's the amount of people that I want to be able to service. And the free market will decide how many of those NFTs will be, right? You'd be like, hey, for for one year, I'm gonna sell X amount of you know, like NFTs, and whoever comes and buys and buys, and all of a sudden you have fifty thousand or hundred thousand or a million customers. That's fine. But the, the point is, when you have your foundation in your community, instead of trying to get more and more and more customers by being like, oh, click this, get this for free, get here, whatever. And people are just like, you know, subconsciously buying, right? There's no intention. There's no connection behind it, right? <laughs> That's me. But instead, I'm a victim. You try to sh- yeah, you try to strengthen your community, right? As a brand, instead of trying to expand and expand and expand, you strengthen, you build those connections. And guess what? Now that you have an NFT, let's say you sell those NFTs for one ETH or $1,000, right? You get the denominated in any currency you want. And let's say your brand starts to blow up. Like you build the illest stuff, the sickest stuff. Everybody wants this new water bottle because they have these like shopics, like little t- logos and everything on them. All of a sudden, right? Like more people want in. So it's this basic, you know, supply, demand, and economics. When you're supply, and you, dude, I always think of here, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw something for you. This is really fun. I still think like an economist. Every time you talk, it blows my mind, honestly, dude. You're just so smart. I need to dude, this is so, this is so genius. All right. So this is a this is a typical demand curve. Sorry, you guys are seeing, you know my Nordstrom car, <laughs> but you have a demand and supply curve of quantity and price. However, guess what? In an NFT system, you could create another curve where the supply is a straight line that goes up and your price is on a, on a, on a, on a, on a slope, right? And, and the way this works is instead of following these lines and trying to find something, because then you create dead weight loss. Sorry, we need a whiteboard, man. I could whiteboard the cool, like some cool ass shit for you at some point. Maybe in one of the next ones, we'll do a whiteboard. So if you yeah, have, I gotta if get you, have you a back. line, <laughs> yeah, if you have a line, let's say, let's say you produce at this quantity. Sorry, I have my quantity and price uh, flipped. Sorry. 
So if you if you produce at this price and at that quantity, that means the shaded area is dead weight loss. There's an inefficient market. Now, in this system, on, on, on the right, there isn't any inefficiencies. You're just producing at equilibrium. Now, you could shift the, the, the demand curve up if there's more demand, right? So I'll draw a new line. Or you could shift it down, right, if the demand goes down. But if you notice that there's still no dead weight loss, there's no triangle that's created that's creating an inefficient economy. So the thing is, if I buy this NFT for $1,000 to be a customer at this company, which means I cannot buy anything unless I own the company's NFT to be a customer at, the, at, the, uh, customer at this company, let's say a year later that the, the, the amount of people that want these water bottles doubles. Well, my NFT is not worth $2,000. So your community, your customers will also see the rising tide of your brand going up in the ranks. So they will also be part of this monetization and making money. And guess what? They're going to go out there and support your brand 10 times more because they have an yeah. invested interest in you, right? So instead of trying to expand and expand and get more customers and DAUs and daily active users, and by the way, Look at what happened in Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley is broken, dude. BlockFi, just, they were a $4.41 billion valuation to a Series A last year. And they just got sold for what, like 25 or $250 million. I think FTX bought them. Oh, really? At, at a major discount. Yeah, dude. See, dude. like that stuff breaks my heart. It's like, yeah, all these That's VCs kind of got wrecked. But how many times did VCs pull the rug out on retail, go public, and then public comes in and buys the stock and then stock price goes way the f down look at coinbase yeah. man yeah it's a disaster look at like netflix dude. and some of these other stocks shopify yeah. wow like dude it's it, pretty it unethical is... sometimes that i look at this i'm like you didn't know this is gonna happen you know what i'm saying yeah man but okay yeah. it's interesting a second type of nft always producing equilibrium because i think most i think i think most of the audience here uh, knows about ec economics so we're always producing at an equilibrium because the supply doesn't really change. So whatever the demand changes, you know, we're always at equilibrium. I see, I see. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Not, the, not the price is really dependent on if the community, it's not even the brand. It's going to be a community-driven thing. If the brand and its community, you take care of your community, your community will take care of the brand, right? So you can create That's these right. really intimate and unique experiences that completely changes the economics or I like to call clickonomics of e-commerce because it's not about sending traffic and bots and all of that stuff goes away because you can't even bot nfts right you need an nft to be able to sign a transaction bots can't do it you remove all of those inefficiencies on all of that gray area out of e-commerce and you're able to build this self-sustaining e-commerce ecosystem built around an NFT relationship between a brand and a consumer. And that's what we're calling e-commerce NFTs or ENFTs, right? That, that, that e-commerce NFT, that consumer then is also part of the community and the economics of the brand. And you just build a really beautiful system. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the prophecy we're fulfilling at ShopX. And that's what I'm really excited about. And that's what I, that's why I wake up at like 5.30 every morning, just so ready to go, man. I'm relentless, dude. I wake up every day. I was dude. like, dude, I don't, I don't got a lot of time, man. Like, I'm just yeah. like, I got to go. I got to go. I got I to gotta build. I got to innovate. I got to lead. I got to, I got to like evangelize people. I feel like I'm Morpheus from, from the matrix, like just going around and like, you know, awakening a couple, a bunch of people's minds about how like life could be. Cause everybody's a Neo. 
like you're a neo bro like everybody is a neo you just got to remember it because we've kind of forgotten through like western media and 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 the the news and all this like brainwashed crap that we like look at that like we're living in scarcity and everything is bad and yada yada yeah well no we could live in abundance within our boundaries right so set up a proper healthy boundary system like this yeah, new e-commerce system built by ShopX. it's, it's and interesting everybody's in neo well 100 shop x dude this is so amazing man this is dude this is so amazing i, I can't wait i can't we got how do people follow shop how do people follow shop x how do people follow where can they follow the journey uh yeah we're, we're really active everywhere so a couple things uh follow shop x and all our handles is shop x labs l-a-b-s um on instagram facebook uh I'll twitter get that. I'll youtube get link. i get all yeah, linked yeah, yeah. i now ask again that when the show is ending all right but but do so what do you think the future of e-commerce the you the user experience will look like i just just you know, is, is it going to be very similar to what we have today, except it's going to be very no. efficient or what, what does it look like, man? Yeah. All right, dude. Uh, another really fun conversation and another matrix reference. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to paint the picture. Uh, Neo gets into the matrix for like one of the first times. Right. And it was when him and Trinity for uh, was going to go to like, you know, to save Morpheus from the agents. Right. So Neo is in the matrix and he's like, uh, I need guns. And then, you know, the operator in the matrix is like, okay, coming right up. And he doesn't move. And a row of guns just show up. I mean, you've got to find this clip and like put it into this. I'll send it to you so you can kind okay, of like video good. edit it into this dude. It's such a sick clip. So all of a sudden with his thought, right. And his, and his desire, everything that Neo wanted just showed up in front of him. Right. So what the future of e-commerce is going to look like, it, it doesn't matter what website you go to. It doesn't matter what UI you're using. If everything is plugged into the same database, we're calling, we're creating something called endless aisle. Imagine that. There is an endless aisle of shit or goods or services that you, that want, you want. And it's there at your fingertips. And oh. you're able to manifest it you know, instantly because everything is just, it works together. Because all, it's all, all in the, the, because it's all using the blockchain same identity. Is that the reason why? Yeah, everything everything is serialized using another type of NFT, the unique ID NFTs, which we're calling retail NFTs or RNFTs. Mm -hmm. So those NFTs will then be able to be manifested to users, no matter what user experience, user uh, interface, website. It doesn't matter. It's search and distribution will create this concept called endless aisle. And that experience is going to be so cool. And then guess what? Checkout's going to change, right? Checkout is so old school today, man. Like, oh, I got to type in all this information. I got to do all this kind of stuff. Imagine if you have something called a soul bond token. This is one of those new tokens that Vitality yeah, is saying. Yeah, it's new, right? Yeah. 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 So, so you have the soul bond token. The soul bond token has all your information encoded, right? And you could do a bunch of zero knowledge proofs and all that kind of stuff to protect your information, identity, blah, blah, whatever. But, uh, and, and then using using an L2 uh, Starkware. Big shout out to Starkware. I'm looking at you guys. Dude, I'm, I'm manifesting this right now. We're like Starkware and what they're building with their L2 system, which is basically a massive smart contract that creates the registry for all NFTs. It's one of the most amazing technologies and innovations that's come out. Um, and, and, you know, ShopX, I'm, I'm really, really pushing to get that uh, ShopX on that L2. And, and 
you know, that L2 can create an L3 that has a private chain that has another zero pulse troop that goes up. So dude, there's a lot of cool stuff we could do, but to answer your question, the, the future of e-commerce is gonna look like this. Metaverse is going to be a part of it, absolutely, right? But that's, that's gonna just be another experience. That's not the core foundation. The core foundation of it's going to be an endless aisle right? That lets me get anything I ever want at the fit the tap of my fingertips. Yeah. And my checkout experience is going to be similar to Uniswap, right? So if I have a salt bond token that already has everything that I have ever, you know, encoded with my address shipping and all that kind of stuff. And I go there and I find something I want, I could just click swap and it swaps some tokens with oh, yeah, uh, yeah. payments and ETH or whatever. It's and a lot easier. Thing, it's I mean, a lot faster. Yeah, it's so much easier. So much more cool. It's so much faster. Um, yeah. So th- 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 that's, that's, the, that's the future of e-commerce um, I, I'm envisioning and seeing. You it's going to be super seamless, super fun. And you're going to be able to get a digital copy of it and you could equip it in your metaverses or, you know, put it as your PFP as soon as you buy it. Because again, there's, like I said, there's multiple types of NFTs, right? There's an NFT for identity. There's an NFT for membership loyalty, yeah. creating this new this e-commerce is, system. That's right. And there's NFT for unique serialization. So I guess there's really like three, maybe four types of NFTs. But I think yeah, identity I, I, in itself is it's its own problem to tackle, right? But uh, would you think this will be more efficient than data mining that we are using today? Uh, well, <laughs> depends on how do you define data mining. Like, are you talking in, about that? in a way where the big companies mine our data and uh, they recommend us the things that we want to buy, right? So is it, that's sort of like the endless aisle. Well, well, yeah, kind of, right? Because the endless aisles, you're 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 empowered. You're empowered to decide what your endless aisle looks like, right? However, look, data mining today, there is there's always a good and a bad, right? Mm-hmm. The bad is data mining is, was used to exploit people, sell their third-party data to monetize Web2 because there was no reason, there was no That's way right. to monetize Web2, right? Everything is free. Well, there's no such thing yeah. as everything being free. <laughs> Who's paying for all the server costs and all the development costs at Facebook, right? Somebody, somebody has to foot the bill, right? That's and that right. comes through that mining your data, selling it to third parties to monetize their Web2 system. Now, Web3 changes that whole paradigm, right? Web3 says now we have this new form of remuneration, which is a token. And tokens can be the form of having people you know, pay or get remunerated for what they're doing. So I see like this is still a little fuzzy exactly how this is going to um, play out. And there's a couple of companies that tried that failed. And there's a couple of companies I know try to try right now. And that's okay if you fail. By the way, failure is not a bad thing, guys. It's okay to fail. It's about being honest with yourself, being transparent with you know the community and sharing what you learn and then taking that failure and turning it into something better on the next iteration. So for those who fail out there, don't stop, guys. Keep on going. Keep on going. You know, it, it's part it's part of the process of you know creating a success. It's 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 a few failures add up to success, but you know, um, back to what I was saying, it it's going to create a system where, as a user, I could opt in to share my data because, look, personalization also came from data mining, meaning that I I opted in or like I in Web two you didn't have an opt in, you're you're just auto. That's opt-in. right, you're like automatically in. Oh, I right. see what but you mean web, now. Okay, I see what you mean 3, now, bro. I could opt in and yeah. have the use case of personalization help me find the products that I like. Yeah. And I could get paid for it. 
right? Yeah. So like people, so brands would be like, hey, if you give us your data, we will then return and then we could create a tokenomic model around that. No one's really cracked that code yet. Um, and ShopX is not that. ShopX is building a membership and license using our tokens for, for gotcha. so that's not what we're doing. We're, we're yeah, the tokenomic is tricky, you know. I talk to yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. and it's tricky. I, I, the advertising is a fine line, but if there's any smart clients out there that are working on this and they want an advisor, I, I, I don't even need money. I just do this shit because I love it. I really want to make an impact on the world and leave a good legacy 100%. for my kids and future generations. Hit me up, Cyrus Kind, C-Y-R-U-S-K-I-N-D on it's Twitter Cyrus. or any it's other. Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> okay. I know we're going to, by the way, we're going to announce the winner, winner today. Um, we're going to announce the winner today, right? For the giveaway on your Twitter. Um, should we leave that to the end? Yeah, let's leave that to the okay, end. Leave I, that I to gotta... the end. But now, now, now it's a couple of quick questions, right? I know I don't want towards the end of this interview. And I just want to throw some quick, quick questions, fire, fire questions yeah, right now. Um, okay, dude. So you get, I, I know you have a, bought a yacht club. What is What is the experience? What is the experience? What are the coolest <laughs> experience of having a bought a? All right, all right. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what the coolest experience is. So, um, they, I, I'm part of the Board Ape Yacht Club Discord channel, and all the other Board Apes and Mutant Apes. You know, they all hang out there and everything like that. And um, like, there, there was this one thing I forgot, I forgot what it was. Like, I, I was saying I was in Miami. I get a DM from this guy. He's like, "Hey, bro, you're in Miami. Like, we're we're part of like you know Board Ape Yacht Club. We're having a little Board Ape you know get together with all the locals here in in Miami." I was like, oh, that's really cool. This guy just reached out to me. So, you know, I hit him over. It was kind of late, but I was like, I don't care. Let's go meet some go meet some cool people. I go there. So I go to a restaurant in Miami called Komodo. So, okay, the story's even more crazy, dude. So I go there and I'm meeting up with all these guys that are super cool. We're just sitting there having a chat. You know, I got there a little late, um, had some food and had a drink. And, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they, it wasn't even about the money. I was like, hey, let me, let me pay my stuff. No, whatever. Like, you'll pay next time. So I really like that sort of like camaraderie and, and it's yeah. about the experience and not getting all tangled up into like the, the sense of who owes what or whatever. But this guy, um, my boy, Anthony, um, I have to say this, he, he was super cool. And as we were there, he's like, all right, let me order dessert. And at Komodo, you cannot order a dessert unless you own the Komodo NFT. It was a dragon egg. So like I'm sitting there with this like board ape guy and he's like, hey, dude, let's order this dessert. And he's like, he pulls up his phone he, he authenticates his NFT, shows it to the waitress, and the waitress is like, what? all right, we're going to get, and if we, and then, like, people were asking, they're like, what is this? And they come out with this, like, you know, dragon, like, there was, like, all, like, the waitresses and waiters were all, like, you know, carrying, you know, like, Chinese, like, culture, like, when they're having, like, the parades, they're, like, holding this, like, this, like, long dragon, and, you know, and <laughs> they're coming out with this thing, and at the end of the dragon, there was, like, these, like, five dragon eggs, and they bring it out, and they melt it, and inside was, like, you know, like, chocolate, and, like, decadent like cake and everything like that we're just having no a good way. time yeah dude it was token gated desserts <laughs> at what a restaurant the... so um that, that that's what that's what the board eight yacht club is it's just like a bunch of selfless people who are really cool and i'm sure there's like you know others that you know have had different experiences but at least experiences that i was able to manifest through that communities like even i wrote in one time i'm like hey guys i need some help with the designer Right. And then like a ton of people just like filled up my DMs. They're like, hey, bro, I got you. Here's this or here's this. Or I'll help you out. Like, man, like the whole community is super cool. Like everybody's there just to help each other out. It's kind of like Soho House, you know, or like, you know, Capital Factory or whatever. 
that whole membership model where instead of me having to pay them and I lose my money every year is that I paid a membership and I keep it as the more people yeah. get in. Yeah. Meets Coachella, right? Because like now, yeah, I got to pay to go to Coachella, but me and one of my best friends, TJ, who's also my co-founder at ShopX, um, where like I took him to Ape Fest for the first time. I went last year, but I was able to take him this year. Oh, he was nice. at NFT NYC with me. Yeah. And he's like, bro, this is so sick. And we got to see a bunch of artists coming up on, on, on stage. And like we had drinks, all everything was comped just because I own the board Ape. You know, like it's literally Soho House meets Coachella. Dude, that's so cool. I, I, oh I got, my God. 30,000 family and friends that I know all around the world between mutant ape holders and, and, and board ape oh, members dude. that if I find one, it's like, Hey, we got it. We got something in common. Right. It, yeah. And there is that commonality that we get to know each other and we become friends. And it's just, it's a really cool feeling, man. I could go dude, anywhere so, in the world. You, and you're with a whole bunch of people who are really passionate about this NFT idea and they, they got it early. Right. So yeah. they understood this from the beginning yeah. when no one else actually understood, understood this. My goodness, dude, that's that's so cool, man. I, I'm glad I asked that. And um, I know I know you do a little bit investing. What is something that you're excited about investing recently? <laughs> uh, Not investment wow. advice, by the way, guys. There's no yeah. financial advice here. And and NFA for sure. Okay, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one that I really really did you know, open up my eyes and I've seen it all, man. I like, so like, I, like I said, I got I in bet. early in 2016. So I got to see the ICO boom in 2016, 2017, you know, like I got to see EOS and I got to see, um, you know, Neo or before, before Neo was even Neo was called Ant shares. And I had Ant shares and I, and I had like Ant gas, I forget what the gas was called for Ant shares, but like, like I was super early with all these L1s and you know, nothing, none of them really, really got me excited except for waves. Waves is really great. And it's, they're still around. And I think they have one of the better technologies for blockchains, but I'm going to tell you, there's one that's coming up that really blew my mind and it's called Prasaga. Um, and Prasaga, there's a couple reasons why I really like them. From a technical standpoint, they're taking a different approach on L1s and they're removing smart contracts, but still using blockchain technology. And I think something called a gossip protocol that ensures that there's still like oh, yeah. Byzantine tolerant fault. And on top of that, um, the people behind that 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 organization are doing it right they built it as a nonprofit. they've started to think through all of the things that have gone wrong with blockchain or with currencies in general like holding on to money for too long is a bad thing money has been met money was created to be traded and spent not to be hoarded right and that's one of the issues that we run into in our current you know economic models that people hoarded money and they passed it on from generation to generation and some of these kids like yeah i'm not going to call up all uh, trust fund babies as like you know people who don't innovate but you know they don't have an incentive to innovate right so like they yeah. have all the money so they just kind of spend the money and they don't yeah they sure they add the gdp but what value are they really adding to society to move it forward and but there are some other people that do great things too so it's, it's not necessarily tied to the money but the system hasn't really been created in such a way to promote innovation and for promote creativity right it's like oh I, I hoard money i give it to my kids and i give it to their kids as kids and they don't really have to work and you know, we don't really have to innovate yeah. and, and, and it, it's like, it kind of changes the dynamic of society um, to something different. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just something different. Right. Uh, but that's not the type of life I want to manifest. That's not the type of world that I envision. That's the most exciting and healthy and productive, Produ yeah. yeah, productive and efficient. 
So, um, you know, I, I'd like to see that change. And Prasaga's gotcha. team has thought of everything. They are so thoughtful down to every single little specific thing that they're doing. I think their token is called DGT. Again, not financial advice, not saying you should go buy them or anything along those lines, but that is one L1 that you gotta, gotta that you gotta watch. They're going really hard on sharding. There's no smart contracts. And, you know, I was talking to their CEO, Michael, um, by the way, Michael, what's up, man? Um, he, he told me the greatest analogy. He's like, all right, imagine blockchain and Ethereum is like MS-DOS. If you guys remember MS-DOS, it was just like, you know, you wrote, you got to type in CD slash, you know, C directory, D-I-R. So you, you had this like command prompts online to be able to open up your directories or navigate through, you know, the data or information that sits there, but you only could do one thing at a time, right? Now, imagine Windows 95 or Windows 98 when it came out and you could have concurrent windows open at the same time doing multiple things, multitasking. Yeah, so yeah. they're bringing multitasking into the distributed ledger technology era where blockchains currently today are all, all running on MS-DOS because they had to go through a smart contract and the smart contract are slow and that's a bottleneck. There's yeah. smart contract, you get a queue of things into the smart contract and you got to wait. With them, you could run, you could parallel process everything on shards on all these people's accounts. Um, and then add, it does some crazy math, reconcile everything back up into like one, you know, single source of truth. Uh, really cool stuff that they're building. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. I'm, I definitely got to go check it out. Okay, last quick fire question. After that, we're going to do the giveaway. Um, so what is, Cyrus, what's your best learning resource? What, where, do you, where do we find the best learning resource? Okay, um, that's a good question. I don't know what the best is, but I'm going to give you a few. Um, so, you know, like the, the issue was so, I, I mean, I would say like YouTube's like Reddit, Twitter, but like, there's also a lot of like ways you could go wrong. If you're not, if you're a novice, yeah. you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> right. So that, 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 that becomes a little tough. So honestly, dude, this is, this might surprise people, but, um, I mean, you can even see that I've got a ton of books stacked up right there. Um, books is your oh, best you read them? resource. I, okay. I actually, yeah, I actually sit down and read books, like actual paper books. There's so much knowledge and, and like, like source of, there's so much gold in, in these books um, that it, 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 it's, it's so great. So um, Andreas Kontanopoulos, I can't sign his name. Uh, he's, he's one of the greatest uh, people that explain Bitcoin and blockchain over the past five, six, seven years. And he does a good job of like breaking it down. So if you're, if you're a novice and you want to know an author to get into, definitely get into him. I'll send you a link of his, uh, of his name and, and some of his 100%. articles so you could sh share it with your people. But I'm going to recommend three books um, that have left a profound effect on me over the past couple of years. Uh, the first one is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's a classic, right? And even though it's Think and Grow Rich, the word rich it doesn't have to be that. It could be think and grow wealthy, think and grow healthy, think and grow, um, you know, like with the body you want, right? It's it's a book about how you can manifest and build anything and the type oh, of life you want. It's really cool. The second book is uh, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. It really helps you do your shadow work and look into who you are really as a person and disassociates your consciousness and the voice of your head away from the body and the vessel that you're living in this world. And he creates these 
kind of identity similar to like you know freud and the and I, ego and all that kind of stuff but different more more, more like in a, in a language that i feel like is more relatable for people today um another really good book uh, and it does it, it healed me that book healed me a lot um and the last book and this also book really healed me is um humankind by rutger bregman um so uh, I, I, I got a little sick recently. So I was like bedridden and I was like, couldn't go out. And one of my friends, uh, another amazing human being, uh, Daniela from DeFi Trends, uh, she, she bought me this book and she's like, hey, you know, if, if, you're, if you're down, you just need to read. And she came and visited me. So super awesome and human, uh, amazing human being. So anyway, I started reading this book and, and the premise of the book was like, hey, there is a secret that society has forgotten. And it's that most people deep down inside are good and human, good and decent human beings. And I'm like, oh my God, that is a concept that we forgot. Because again, what we see on media is shootings, people dying, killing, this, that, whatever. And it's brainwashing us to thinking that we're living in a war zone. But in reality, it's most people are kind and they just want to connect and they want to get to know you. Yeah, there might be some people you know, out there, whatever. But those three books have left the biggest profound effect on me. And you know, they don't sound like they're related to blockchain, but they are. Right, because remember, what is blockchain? Why are we building this? It's just a means to an end to build a better society. So these books are helping me really say, oh, here's how a healthy and efficient system, ecosystem, society, community could look like. And that's helping me then fire off my creativity to be like, oh, okay, now I understand blockchain technologies where I can apply um, these things too. And if you understand blockchain just a little bit and you read through our course of our history, you could learn from everything and be like, oh, if you want to have blockchain technology, then it could solve this. So like, yeah, like, you know, go learn about blockchain through Andres Konotopoulos. <laughs> uh, his name is so hard to pronounce. Uh, but, you know, learn about you know the, the blockchain 101. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Let me, let me Google it. Give me a second. Uh, you want to ask me another question while i look this up oh yeah 100 percent, dude oh dude no this that was the last question but i but i do have some other stuff here that uh, i was i was really interested about is that what is something that you dude what is something that you what is something that you wish that you knew before you get into before you get into building nfts well, I guess this question doesn't really apply to you, or maybe it does, because you you've been in NFT before NFT was a thing, right? So that's <laughs> why you know I, I was I was not sure if I should ask that because you're like the OG in this space. Because when I was in high school, dude, I found out a Bitcoin. It was a couple thousand dollar coin, 2017. I was in high school, and I was like, "This is a scam, man! Like, who would buy this crap? This is so expensive, and I don't even know what I'm gonna use it for." And it was so hard to get at time. Um, and, and then I found out about crypto, uh, crypto kitty and, uh, and open it was only three projects on open and crypto kitty was one of them. I click into it. They said, I can own this, this, this little, little thing. And you can get to other, get other things and you get turning to it. It turned into another thing. Right. So it's, I'm like, well, what, what's, what's the, what's the significance of that? I can own this thing. Well, at first I didn't really understand because no one ever explained it, but you know, I just thought this question probably doesn't apply to you. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, it, it, it applies to everybody, dude. Like, I'm just a regular human being, just like you. We're, we're, we're no different. And, um, 
but you know, what is one thing I knew, I wish I knew before I got into NFTs or building NFTs or even buying NFTs. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough not to have been, um, you know, uh, you know, a victim of any type of phishing or anything along the line, along those lines. Um, and I have through the learning of what happened over the past year, like open sea hacks and other types of hacks or whatever that I'm just like, yeah. all right. Um, but I, I, I wish I thought about more security measures and how to properly custody these NFTs. Um, you know, I have done it now and like, you know, for, I'll give you a quick primer on, on, you know, what I do. And I didn't do this when I first got into NFTs, but I do it now. Um, I have one address that I do minting and I, and I accept all the, you know, cause your, your wallet says, Hey, can you give a permission to open to do things with your NFT? I say, yes, but I only do it with one wallet. That's only made for minting, buying and selling. But as soon as I finish a transaction, I transfer it into another wallet and I leave it there. And for those people that don't know this, if you have a hardware wallet and you give unlimited permissions to OpenSea, it doesn't matter if you have a hardware wallet, they could still take your NFTs yeah. out of your hardware wallet without you actually confirming a transaction because you already pre-authorized them to do so with the transaction to say, hey, yeah, well, you could do whatever you want, unlimited forever. So if you go to Etherscan, actually here, I'm gonna, I, I wanna help you guys out too, because this is a really important thing. If you go to Etherscan and you go to, um, tool, if you click on more tools, token approvals, you could type in your address and see what websites you've given your, your wallet address permission to do things with your NFT. And if you see some of them on there that you don't recognize, you should revoke them, like, like turn them off. Because, um, you know, that's, that's an attack vector that, you know, because this is so new technology that people really don't yep. understand. I wish I took a little bit more time before I even got into it. And again, like I said, thankfully, nothing's ever happened to me, but I was able to do some research and read through what's the proper way of doing this. Um, and like I said, you know, with, with you know, some, some of my friends, we were like, yes, create one wallet that does all your transactions, but never keep anything in there. As soon as you get whatever you get, move it into another wallet that doesn't have any authority or authorizations for any website. That way all your NFTs will stay safe. Dude, this is, this is, this is great advice, bro. For a lot of folks out there. And I guess, yeah. I guess now we get, we got to get into the giveaway, man. We got to get into the giveaway. <laughs> Dude, I'm excited. Right. The giveaway right, went viral, right. man. Dude, at least there's at least 4,000 people in that thread. Yeah, do, let me, let me dude, do you want to share I, I your really screen look. or something? Yeah, I'll do it. Let me let me uh let me fix it. Oh, by the way, um, Andreas Antonopoulos. So it, you know, um, there's no K in there. I was thinking about the other basketball player. But anyway, the book I read that was left a really good impact on me was The Internet of Money. Um, really good book on a primer on blockchain and Bitcoin. Um, I didn't read Mastering Ethereum, but I did. I did skim through it. One of my friends had it, and I, it was pretty good. I did like it. But watch his YouTube. All his YouTube's are amazing. Andreas Anantopoulos, A N T O N O P O U L O S. And yeah, there's another funny story about this guy. Uh, just, just, just so you understand how awesome this guy is. So I think back in 2017, um, I think I, I forgot. Maybe it was through like one of the exchange hacks or something like that. He lost all his crypto, right? Literally like lost the majority of his crypto. And he's like, guys, and he talked about it all online. And the community crowdsourced and they pay, like 
they gave all his money back just like they donated it to him because he's he's such an asset wow such a good guy about talking about blockchain and bitcoin and how things work yeah so this guy's a really good human being has a really good heart um so i guess some folks that listen to the vice and made a lot of money and kind of gave back yeah yeah i mean that's what the web 3s culture that's that's what it's all about it's you know, um, you know, I'll, I'll leave off this like one one last thing. Uh, There's a panda and a dragon walking down a creek, right? And the panda asked the dragon, "Hey, dragon, what's more important, the journey or the outcome?" I mean, we've all heard this question before, and you know, everybody says it's always the journey, right? Or like some people will say it's outcome, but it's supposed to be the journey. And and the dragon looks at the panda and says, "Panda, my dear friend, it's neither." And the panda's like, "Oh, then what is it?" And the dragon says, "It's the company, right? Like." Really, what all we have in this world is the relationships with people. And bro, Kango, like when I first met you, like, you know, we don't know like a bunch of stuff, but like, you know, like I know that like I had to see you and meet you as a human being because that is worth more to me than any type of money or party or anything that I was doing in Austin because it's the relationships that like no one ever goes to their deathbed and be like, I wish I worked more or I wish I had more money. It's always, I wish I had more time doing cool things with cool people and laugh yeah. more and live life. Right. So um, yeah, that, that, that's another little, you know, um, you know, piece of advice I'll, I'll send out to all y'all. It's, you know, it's, it's, it, the journey is important. Yeah. The outcomes are fun. Yeah, absolutely. But it's the company and the people you do it with. And that's what Web3 is all about. It's all about the company. It's all about the community. It's all about bringing people together and having fun. And like, look, there might be some communities that don't fit me, right? And this is why I love the NFT communities, right? You got Board Apes, you got Azukis, you got, you know, Moonbirds, you got, you know, um, uh, Quirkies, which is like one of my new favorite communities. They're, they're super fun, right? There is a community for everybody, right? And and maybe one doesn't work for you, but that doesn't mean that like you should hate them. Hey, I want you to win. And that's great. You guys could exist there. And maybe one day, you know, there's a saying in my language, um, I'm Persian. There's a saying that there's two mountains will uh, never cross paths, but humans will always cross paths at some point in life, right? So yeah, maybe today I'm not part of a community, but doesn't mean I won't be part of that community tomorrow. So I'm not trying to like, you know, hate on them or shit on them or anything along those lines but like it's like oh i'm just i'm just grateful to know that there's a community for somebody out there that you know wants to be part of something and i have one or i could be part of multiple that's the greatest thing about web3 is freedom right you could do whatever you want that's right you know yeah so it's all anyway, right now uh, <laughs> yeah yeah dude let me uh do you know what a, do you know a good twitter picker um uh, no, i've never website? done this be- before all right, all right. Let me let me Google one real quick. I'm gonna start my uh, my uh, a- ASMR channel. <laughs> all right, uh, retweet picker. Let's see if this one works. Dude, this is so exciting. What? Wait, actually, what are we for the for the folks who don't have the uh, uh, who, who don't have the the screen here? What are we giving away here, man? What is the giveaway, bro? Let's describe it a little bit. All right, all right. Well, yeah, because it's really so good. fun. I, I, I just wanted to describe this. It's so fun. All right, all right. Uh, so, um, can, can I can I get like another two minutes to like there? There's some context I gotta explain. I can't just oh, say dude, exactly for sure, what it dude, is. dude. Yeah. I just right. I'm just afraid that you're busy, right? Like I can go all day because you're so fun. Oh uh, no, no, it's it's all good, dude. All right, so so this this is this is where it's at. Um, so you know, 
ShopX is building e-commerce NFTs. And one of the type of NFTs that we were talking about was that consumer engagement, loyalty that, you know, the brands and the consumers could be in this uh, e-commerce system together. So as the brand, you know, is making more better products and that's higher demand, then the people who own those NFTs will also see that rising tide and they could be part of that journey of, of you know, as the brand is making more money, so, so can their community that early, that back them early. And we have one brand that we launched with during NFT NYC called The Mac Park. And The Mac Park is a really cool hype fashion brand out of LA. They sell like streetwear, hype fashion, and really cool fitted caps. Like Mickey's like a, such a creative shout out to Mickey dudes, my homie. Um, he makes so really cool fitted hats with different color combinations that like no one's ever tapped into before. So check him out, the Mac Park dot um, com and you know they're out of LA they got a couple stores and retail stores there so anyway you know Mickey's a visionary he saw the future just like I saw the future for e-commerce and web3 he's like hey bro like you know let, 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 let's let's do this thing together so I met him a few years ago we we're, were trying to put Yeezys on the blockchain you know when we first met you know still a little too soon that the technology was nascent but we still we stayed friends and we stayed in touch and this past year, I was like, hey, bro, like, you know, I, I, I basically went through all my POC, my testing, and I got something like I got, I got a technology that really works. And it helps you because he had an issue with botting. People will come and bought his drops and they will sell yeah. them in the secondary market for like 10 times the price. Actually, his hats, dude, some of his hats are going for 10x. It's so crazy. Wow. So yeah, they sell for retail for 70, but people are selling them on eBay for 700. So these botters naturally come in and buy all the hats and then go sell them. You know, but then they're not, again, it's not about community then. It's all about, you know, money, money, yeah, money. Speculations. So, so Mickey's like, hey, dude, um, you have this, like, you have this NFT technology. And if I could sell these NFTs, right, and I could create a new revenue stream for him. And he's like, if I could sell these NFTs, then anybody who holds my NFT could get a guaranteed access or the reserve spot online to get it. And it'll well, prevent botters from coming in and botting buying my stuff. I was like, I got you, bro. Yeah. That's what I've been building for the past like couple of years. And I've perfected it. Dude. Like literally like ShopX is, is I keep on saying this ShopX is the Apple of web three, dude, the amount of thoughtfulness and, and their UI ease of use dude. like 50% of the people that went through the Mac park NFT that we sold during NFT NYC didn't even have a MetaMask <laughs> and they downloaded MetaMask installed MetaMask bought some ether put ether into it and bought his nft dude like and they were loving it dude i, I like That's i actually crazy. have it on my i have it on my thread yeah like so, so so basically what we did for mickey was like hey he's he was going to drop a few hundred nfts and he's like yeah these these couple hundred nfts only my nft holders are going to be have access to buy my hats that he's putting out so because he doesn't want to be friended uh, doesn't want to be bothered and he's like i just want it to be within my community right now um he sold out. I mean, he, the guy made over a hundred grand selling NFTs right wow. in 24 hours. In 24 hours, so we we're able to generate hundred yeah. grand but, you know, in 24 hours. Yeah, and it's even crazier because the people loved it. They're like, "Oh my god, we're like NFT holders, but like a real NFT that has real utility that's going to let me have access to buy this thing." And that NFT is compatible with OpenSea and Shopify, so the Shopify aspect, so you could check out. But Dude. they could go sell it on OpenSea if they want to move on to another brand. But why would you? Because Mickey has I think it makes shit. so much more sense now. I think it makes so much more sense now. Because at first I was thinking, why would people want to, you know, because there's a lot of projects coming out with similar mechanism, right? 
using NFT mm-hmm. as like a, a token to gain their uh, merchandise. But a lot of times I'm just thinking, hey, why would why would I want to buy that, right? But then now now it makes sense because because there's a lot of products that are really hot, and then it's being spammed by bots and all that stuff, right? So you yeah. want to guarantee spot is difficult. Microsoft, Sony, Supreme, y'all need to hit me up. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to hit me up and I'll hook it up because like all these problems that you're having getting Xboxes and, and PlayStations into your actual users' hands and instead of going to resellers that then, you know, who does that benefit? Microsoft or Sony don't see that profit, right? The, the, the consumer ends up paying a lot more money buying it on, you know, Amazon third-party yeah. seller or eBay or Craigslist for like, you know, $100, $200 more. Kids who want to play the video games are paying more and they don't have the money. It's this middleman that are coming in and, and, and screwing it up for everybody, right? Yeah. So now I can create a system where I'm like, hey, Xbox, Sony, PlayStation 5. You could sell your NFTs to the people who actually want to buy your products. You could make a little bit of revenue from that. And guess what? All the revenue that's made through people selling the NFT, that's That's royalties. So you don't have to sell more and more and more and more and more, right? You could just focus on building the fucking best Xbox experience for your consumers. And if you think about it, it, the the buyers, if you you lay out the math, the buyers are having to pay $200 extra, $400 extra for their product anyway because of the middleman. And if you just charge them, you know, I don't know, even just a quarter, you can make a lot of money and they will be able yeah. to join the club and buy the stuff without, you know, paying a hefty fee for the future. So I think that, that make total, dude, sorry, this is amazing, dude. This is amazing. This is amazing. Okay. So that's, that's um, now that led, led us back to the, the, the giveaway, right? So the giveaway, right. how are we going to, so here's the, the here's the giveaway. So the Mac park sold out their NFTs the top tier sold out, I said, in 24 hours, generated over 100 grand um, and about 100 ETH in, in revenue for, for, for him. Um, I was able to get one of those for the community, for, uh, yeah. you know, for the community. So the winner, whoever this winner is going to be, they're going to yeah. get a, um, a, a reverse pink mocha NFT. But I'm also doing a one, one, one little more. I'm also giving one ETH on top of that. So we're going to give wow. a reverse pink mocha that was 0.75 ETH at mint. Right now, the floor price on, 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 on OpenSea is three. And we're giving you one ETH uh, on top of that. We'll, we'll send it over. So um, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me fire up this thing. By the way, how soon, is, how soon are you going to publish this video? Um, dude, it, it can be next Monday, bro. Okay. All right. Will that be too fun. late? uh i don't know we'll figure it out i'll hit you up uh, offline because i did tell people i'm going to pick the winner today dude you know what i published today then <laughs> all right all right but hold on let me let me let me let me pick the winner first um but i want to do it in a in a in a legit way too so um here i'm gonna i'm gonna share my screen now yeah, transparent guys if if if, if we ended up coming out with kango it ain't my fault it ain't rare <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, it, this is so crazy. We we got four thousand two hundred and ninety three likes, four thousand twenty one retweets, and twenty five hundred responses. Which, by the way, um, this is unofficial, but you know, last time I looked, um, this is so funny, dude. I love my community. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> Mark Mark Cuban got two thousand votes, and Gary V got five hundred votes. So so the way you enter the giveaway was. 
uh, you had to follow ShopX, you had to like and retweet, and you had to tag whether if you think Gary V or Mark Cuban was the bigger NFT heavyweight, right? At the beginning, it was Gary V. He had the lead. You know, he was winning like you know 100 to like 50 um, by like twice as much. Um, and then about like halfway through, it was about like, you know, with about 500 responses, it was tied yeah. like 250, 250. And then Mark Cuban, I don't know from where he went on a rampage. Like everybody, Yo, dude, I Mark voted for Cuban. him twice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you put it twice, dude. All right. Oh, no, I, know, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic disqualification. Oh, no, but um, it's okay. That was all good, dude. So, so the the the, the cool thing is, um, I hope Mark Cuban got to see a glimpse of the power of this new e-commerce system that we're building with ShopX. Uh, I love to talk to you, Mark. Um, I, you know, I know you got a lot of community, a lot of brands, um, you know, that that are kind of getting into Web three or not even in Web three, uh, dude. I w- I would love to start bridging that gap between web two and web three and bring your consumers and your communities onto web three in a fun way, something that's really cool and, and just gives back to everybody. And it's a win-win situation. So um, hopefully some, hopefully this will get uh, his attention and we'll chat soon. But like, like I said, dude, I'm a master manifester. I already, I already put it out in, uh, on Twitter and it's written in the stars. Like I will meet Mark Cuban. We will work together. That, that, that will happen. Um, dude, I'm, and I'm, bad, I'm dude. just, I'm excited for it. But anyway, so um, that, 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 was, that was how the giveaway started, right? And like I said, um, uh, we, we got a lot of great, uh, a lot of great uh, engagement. So here's a picture of the pink mocha. Like I said, yeah. the price that we sold, the mint price was 0.75 and it sold out um, in 24 hours. And it's here's the first some- one? It was the first one on ShopX, oh, the first shit. ShopX e-commerce NFT. Um, and then like a lot of people loved it. They're like, oh my God, we're NFT holders. My first NFT, my first real NFT. And that's honestly, honestly, that 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 is the greatest thing that came out of all this to me. All the money and all that kind of stuff is good. But just to see regular people out there in this world getting into NFTs and be like, dude, this is so cool. We got something that, that, that honestly brings a lot of joy to my heart. Spread the gospel. Um, yeah yeah dude um so uh yeah and this is me just manifesting you know wanting to talk to uh uh to mark cuban but you know mickey even came out and did a youtube so go follow me listen to his like whole journey of how he talks about how he got to where he is and why he wanted to do this thing and why he sees this as the future of e-commerce um it's there i mean it's not just him like there's like you know Adidas signed a deal with Bored Apes. Um, they they're doing like their whole like tracksuit. Like it's happening. It's this is something that is happening. It, this is not something that like it might happen tomorrow or whatever. Like even metaverses right now, eh, we like we think it's gonna happen. We're pretty sure it's gonna happen. I think yeah. a lot of people are building. But I mean, look at VR. VR. We've been talking about VR for like ten years, and it hasn't really happened. Yeah, we have Oculus, but like only like. A few people have it, right? But you know, Web three NFT e commerce is happening. It's a real thing. It's here now. Like you know, and and I'm just happy to be here and and being one of the innovators and trailblazers in the space that could leave a great impact on society by building this cool stuff. But anyway, let's get down to picking this winner. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to copy this uh, this tweet. I'm going to go Damn. put the tweet into here to verify the tweet. Damn. Oops, no, it's good. Uh-oh. Sorry. There it is. It's getting real. So I'm going to load the tweet. So Kango. Right. 
manifest. <laughs> I manifest that I'm gonna get this. Shopping slabs. <laughs> All right. Uh, the profile must have doesn't have anything, uh, but they need to be active, right? That's cool. Last tweet this past week. Age. Oh, okay. At least six months. All right. But ju- so just things- just for the record, just for the record, um, the moment the, right now it's uh, what day is today? This is um, uh, July, Friday, July, July first, July first, Friday at uh, three thirty-five p.m. here in Texas. Um, and we're doing this. All right, let's find out who's the winner. All right, we got so there's 3,800 people eligible. Um, and by, by the way, I got to go verify that this person actually won and they tagged something. So the, the, we might have to draw a few people if 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 they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, but all right, dude, I'm 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 rooting for you, dude. Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> all right, we're beginning the draw. All right, it looks like we got a winner, Drake. Nice, let's Drake. See. Let's see, let's see what this guy's got. Drake, let's see Drake. Oh, dude! All right, he's a handsome a dude. <laughs> All right, uh, he's in LA too. Awesome, he could oh, check dude. out. All right, but we got to go to my tweet. Um, hold on, dude. This is so cool. This. this is so cool. I can't wait. I can't wait right. when we release this because this is my first time in this giveaway open box process. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So I think it's Drake. I got to go and verify that he actually tagged Mark Cuban or Gary V because this technology did not um, do so. But um, if he is the winner, then I'm going to, it's going to be Drake. If not, I'm going to click redraw and I'm going to have the ID of this. Uh, so, you know, you could do the draw verification. So now that we have this one, I will share the draw verification just so everybody knows that this wasn't me picking my homies or anything along those lines. We'd really just randomly pick somebody right now. Um, so most likely it's going to be Drake. I will verify he did put a tag. I will tag him. I'll message him. I'll give him a few days. So it, honestly, dude, because I'm gonna, it's going to take me a day to reconcile this, um, I will. Uh, I, you can publish this in, in a day or two. So no, no rush. All right, dude. All right, dude. It's got, it's, it, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about this offline. But, dude, hey, Cyrus, thank you so much for hopping on the show, man. This has been the longest and, and one of the juiciest episode here on Above the JPEG. Dude, this is so genius. I love it. You're such a genius, man. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. No, I, I, I'm grateful to be on. Thank you for having me on your show. I love to come back anytime, dude. Let's make this dude, happen. Dude, I got to have you back, man.